Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you for thank you so much for joining us for another episode episode 84 i believe we're on now and i am joined as always by two good friends of mine laura cress and thomas Bex. so we how how are you guys first of all doing okay yeah. all right uh, it's it's going well <laughs> as as well as could be expected given yeah. the year we're having <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah it's we're still going to be a very weird year but we're, we're I was here. I was actually uh, looking at uh, at old photos, and I came across the photos we made at Adventure X last year, and I'm like, oh, it's I really wish we could go this year. But what, yeah, what, we'll what have feels to wait like ten year. years ago? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much has happened since then. It's it. I cannot believe it was just not even a year ago that we were all together at Adventure X. I mean, yeah, so much has happened yeah. since then. But uh, but yeah, no, we are. The here, world is a completely actually. different place, but thank God we can still visit other worlds with our yes. beloved genre of adventure games. Exactly. The, the more things change, the more things stay the same. So we're still recording here. We're still rambling about adventure games, and we're going to be doing that this episode as well, where we'll be talking about uh, going on a quest for Holy, for Holy Grail and booze. And Thomas, you'll be talking about, <laughs> which I think That's we all it. need. <laughs> and Thomas, you'll be talking a little bit about an RPG that you are still playing, which seems like the longest game in history, which you uh, seem to be playing the longest, the longest yeah. games this year. <laughs> well, I would, I would have probably be a lot further if I didn't have to take two weeks out to recover from an, an infection. But yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, because, you know, 2020. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> what would be a year if it just Although, didn't add yeah. other... <laughs> Yeah. Although he doesn't have COVID. That's that is just, true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, he made know? that sound like that's what he had. <laughs> that, that is no. true. He uh, made you that know, sound still, like... Silver linings. Yeah. <laughs> just no, it was just a really nasty infection that had me uh, stay in bed for uh, the majority of two weeks, so I couldn't really play anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good to see you're better anyway. And then, Laura, you'll be finishing off with a uh, classic, Beneath the Sea Sky, and then you'll be giving your thoughts on beyond the steel sky and we will be having a bit of a debate on that where we will try not to shout at each other <laughs> we will try I'll to try. be civil <laughs> uh so um first of all then sure I'll, i can start with lancelot's hangover which is which has just been released by jean baptiste and you may have heard my interview with him which was released last week and it was a really fun interview really nice funny guy and we met him I know Thomas, you and I, we had a few drinks with him. <laughs> he was a really nice guy, really funny guy. So this was his game. He'd been working on it for seven years. He had a successful Kickstarter back in 2016. And finally, it has been released. And so the game is called Lancelot's Hangover, the quest for uh, the Holy... Gr What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lancelot's Hangover, the quest for the Holy Booze. That's so. Great. This is uh, basically Monkey Island meets uh, Monty Python, if you will. So you play as Sir Lancelot, the sexiest knight of the round table. And <laughs> you, he's spent most of the time in the game in his pink Speedos. <laughs> and he is drunk when we first meet him and God gives him a quest. So God sends him to France by flicking him with his fingers. And he sends him to France to search for the Holy Grail, to put booze in it, and then to go back to the UK and have the biggest party that the UK has ever seen. And all of this is a lot easier said than done. So he needs to, first of all, find the Holy Grail, and then we set off on our adventure. So you can probably get from the very brief synopsis of the type of humor. And it is very Monty Python-like. And I think probably the best thing about this game is its humor, because it is very, very funny. And it's consistently funny all the way throughout the game. It just made me laugh constantly. There's, um, you know, there's some really funny characters and funny dialogues as well, and funny situations that you get involved in. 
And the game does not take itself seriously at all. And again, if you like Monty Python, I think you will like the humor in this game. There are, of course, uh, some Monkey Island jokes, but thankfully they're more subtle. That's, um, you know, they're not, you know, it's, it's not in your face um, references as so many other games uh, have. So I quite like that. The, the humor sometimes is a little bit rude. It's a little bit lowbrow, but it's never really offensive. So compared to, say, for example, the Deponia series, which uh, the developers tried so hard to shock us that they forgot to make those games funny. Anyway, but <laughs> Lancelot's Hangover, uh, John Baptiste, you can tell that he always wanted to be funny. And there's also, as well as some of the lowbrow humor, there's also very clever and witty humor. There are some very funny characters. So there's, uh, there's a rap character there's a british rap character and his american bear who want to make it big and they think he's a music producer there are some horny nuns and there are uh and uh, there is it's a bit uh, cliche isn't that right horny nuns. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a leper who uh goes around hugging people for money and so, <laughs> so you can tell from the type of humor and as i said it's it consists irreverence me, yes it consists i like made, it I like the sound of it. Ew. It consistently made me laugh. And oh, sorry, this, this meeting is going to end in 10 minutes. So one of you guys oh. is going to have to host. <laughs> I have to edit yes. that out. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, oh, it's going to end. Do you not end. have a work account? No. Uh, right. Microsoft Teams. Did you make, <laughs> well, make me the host then? Yeah, so it says it will end in 10 minutes. Well, I should be finished my review by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, so then the puzzles also, as well as well as the humor, the puzzles also make sense in this world. So there's no real moon logic, thankfully. They are quite easy for the most part, I think. But what I liked as well is that they make sense in this world. And at least at the beginning, you have three puzzles, for example, that you have to solve. So the first puzzle you have to do is you have to get into Redemption Land TM, which, which is where the Holy Grail is. But there is a queue, and this is a bit like the Disneyland of medieval times. And this being Disneyland-like, there's a big queue. So you need to find ways to get rid of the people in the queue so you can move ahead. And then you need to find three ways to find the grail and all of that. And you can, so if you're stuck on one puzzle, you can go and do another puzzle. And I quite like that as well. So again, the puzzles are typically, you know, you uh, pick up um, objects, use objects together, and then you distract people using these objects. And you also visit different locations. So you visit uh, an almost plague-free town and you meet other characters. So you, there's a witch burning from, angry, from an angry mob and they're in, also in an anger management class with a psychologist there. And so the puzzles I found to be quite interesting as well. There was one time where I was stuck but again, you'll be shocked to know that the reason was because I missed an object. So <laughs> I, I was stuck and I needed help from the developer Jean could you, could you get back and get that object? Or yes, did you yes, have yes, to yes. replay it's, parts? No, no, no. no. I just didn't know where it was because, I, the, okay, the, because scre the screens are very small. So there's not a huge amount. There's, not, there's only like ever three or four or five small screens. So if you are stuck, I would say just keep looking around and keep clicking everywhere. I would have liked a hotspot finder, but again, that was the one time where I had an issue with it. And you also meet uh, the Belgian royal family at, <laughs> at some point in the game. And it's, 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 so, and so the puzzles again, even when at first you think that there are jokes, they do become puzzles. So there is a drug that will turn you into a woman <laughs> or a topless woman rather. And oh, then at first that's convenient. very funny, but then it becomes part of a puzzle. So uh, everything is well thought out. As for the graphics, um, it's like a painting, like a frame. So it seems to be similar to that game you played, Laura. What was the yeah, procession to Calvary? I was going to say it sounded yes. quite similar. Procession I, I, th Calvary, I think yeah. you would like it. I haven't played that game, yeah. but it does seem to be it's similar. Sounds up my street. And, and again, you can like, it's, uh, you know, it's a bit, lo-fi in places but again this was made entirely by one person and i think it works overall there is uh, the music is also very catchy very you know medieval sounding music and there's no voice acting which is a bit of a shame because i would have liked to have heard voice acting but what jean baptiste did was all the characters sound very distinctive they found they sound very different and so lancelot sounds like a you can say like a british geezer 
who is drunk. <laughs> and then there's the French with the French accents and the Belgians and the Americans here as well. There are also two American tourists we meet uh, going through this medieval world. So the, you can clearly tell that there are different characters. And um, overall, the game took me about three and a half hours. Now, I will say that one thing about the game is that the first part I thought was, bet was better than the second part. The second part I thought it was, became a little bit easier and kind of less interactive and more linear. So I wouldn't say it was rushed, but I was enjoying the first part with the different kinds of puzzles. And then by the second part, I don't know, maybe there was budgetary issues, which again would be, no, it's not bad by any means. But again, the first part I would say is, is probably better than the second part. But overall, it's still a really good game. I was really looking forward to this game. Again, I would have liked it to be longer, but then again, that's, you know, I was enjoying it so much. And, it's a good sign, yeah. yeah. And I wanted it to be longer, but I, I think it definitely succeeds mainly because of the humor. You can tell that he did work on the humor. And even though Jean-Baptiste is Belgian, you wouldn't know it just by playing this game because the, the humor, first of all, I didn't notice any typos or anything. And the humor is very classically British. Again, very classically Monty Python. And you can tell it's a really well-made game, really well-developed. And uh, it's, it's, as well, it's his first game by Jean-Baptiste, but as I mentioned, the puzzles are all really well-made and really, some of them are very clever. The humor is also clever. You also learn about you know, medieval history at times as well. And, um, and yeah, also, we'd be happy to know that there, you can save anywhere in this game. <laughs> so that's a definite Good plus. to know. Good. So what, what they do is what you can do is you save before you quit, and then it automatically creates different save slots. So it's a bit unorthodox, but again, considering how every game I seem to be playing has automatic checkpoints, I was very happy with this. And uh, yeah, no, as I said, it, you know, it, it took me about three and a half hours and I was stuck for, I got stuck at the very beginning and, until I got the gist of, until I learned how to, um, you know, deal with the puzzles. Um, and then apart from that one other time where I just didn't see the object that was right in front of me. So even though I would have liked the hotspot finder and I would have maybe liked some more puzzles towards the end, it's still a really good game. It's, it's really enjoyable. I really, really enjoyed the game. You can tell that, that he took a long time, that you know, he took seven years to make this game as good as he, as he could. And overall, he definitely succeeds. And, um, and yeah, so I'm delighted that I played it. And again, especially now, I think through the times that we're all living, we all need to laugh. It's a game that doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think uh, if people just want to laugh, want a game that they can enjoy and just have a good time with and play a really good game, a well-made game, I would definitely recommend it. So it is Lancelot's Hangover, The Quest for the Holy Booze, which is available on Steam. So you can find it there. And, and I would also recommend uh, listening to the interview you had with uh, Jean-Baptiste. I listened yes. to it as well. Hey, it's, uh, it's quite enlightening and uh, funny. And the guy is a very interesting guy. Yes, he's very clever, very interesting. Because he spoke as well about the issues that he had getting the game on Steam, which I found funny because, um, you know, I mean, which kind of seemed kind of crazy considering the type of games that are there. And this game is clearly comedic. And again, for... So, like, they do make fun of you know the Catholic Church, and there's some edgy humor. But at least for me and everyone else I spoke to who has played this game, nobody was offended. So nobody found it offensive. I get it sometimes it's a bit rude. There are some double I've, entendres, but you know it's. Not, I, I, I found it's uh, the, especially the part about him being uh, nominated for a Nobel Prize was uh, a very. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> just just for that segment alone, I recommend listening to the to the interview. <laughs> no, there we had a lot of uh, very interesting stories and um, and yeah, no, it's I mean we we met him at said Adventure X and he's a really clever guy, really interesting guy, really funny guy, and that translates into the game as well. So I I can't wait to see what Jean Baptiste will do next, and I really I would love to. Maybe see him work on a different, like, head a team, maybe, or make his own game as well. But see what he does next, because I think he can go, he can go places. He can, uh, and also I believe Goloso Games, who is French, and also appeared in this podcast, and he wrote on Twitter that this was, in the game, was the most accurate depiction of French people that he's ever seen. So, oh, <laughs> that's coming from a Frenchman. <laughs> so. Interesting. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Jean-Baptiste is Belgian, and I think he's from the 
southern part of Belgium and from Wallonie. So uh, that means that he's got quite good insights into uh, mm. into the French people. So yeah, yeah, and th there are jokes uh, about Belgian people as well. So he pokes fun at himself. So it's not just making fun of you know British or French or uh, other nationalities. It's he pokes fun at himself as well and his own country. And as I said, it's never offensive. It's all you know in good fun and uh, maybe not good taste at times, but good <laughs> well, fun. Well, I'm, I'm I'm Dutch, and we have, we always have a rivalry with the Belgians, and uh, you know we call them uh, dumb, and they call us frugal, and then we laugh, and then we eat Belgian Belgian chips and drink Belgian beer and and Belgian chocolate. Belgian chocolate, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was Lancelot's Hangover, the quest for the holy booze. And now, Thomas, I believe you're playing, as we mentioned, the longest game in history, which uh, is not <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two, but another long game you're playing. So what can yeah, you- Yeah, I, I kind of seem to be stuck with uh, some extremely long games at the moment. Um, very good games, but uh, yeah, it, it takes quite an investment uh, uh, I am playing Kingdom, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Um, it is a remastered version of the original Kingdoms of Amalur. And uh, this, is a, this is a big game. This is a very, very big game. Uh, it it's, it's almost feels like I'm playing World of Warcraft single player. And um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's high fantasy and you are um, a creature, you create your character and you start just like, a, you know, the, the, the normal RPG stuff. You create a character, you can select different races, different classes, etc. And you start playing and you are returned from the dead. Um, you're basically an experiment that actually succeeded. And uh, the, gno the gnomes who find you think that you are the key to winning the war against the Tuatha, who are an elf, uh, an elf race who are hell-bent on basically killing all the other races. And that's why you get dropped into the kingdom of Alamur, Amalur. Sorry. And uh, you go on quests. You, you, you can decide if you want to be a good guy or a bad guy. Uh, I, of course, <laughs> always play the good guy because I'm very bad at playing the bad guy. But I did make a few um, uh, questionable choices. But uh, you can you can you can steal things as well. Um, uh, you, you collect a lot of stuff, not just armor and weapons and items, but also uh, things that you can use for alchemy, for creating your own weapons. It's 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 quite big. I've not really delved into that aspect yet. Uh, I've tried a bit uh, messing around with potions. So I'm, I'm trying to find out if I can create some potions with alchemy. Uh, but I, I'm also collecting all kinds of uh, reagents for spells and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm mostly playing a very physical character. I have a huge hammer that I'm uh, that is very slow, but once it connects, it, 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 kicked, it, it hits the shit out of the enemies. And they're they're pretty cool. It's it's when it comes to that, it's quite straightforward, uh, straightforward hack and slash RPG kind of game, and you just uh, get a ton of uh, side quests. And I loved how Laura is just in stitches by me mentioning my big hammer. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish at the I'm moment sorry. that you could see her instead of just hear her. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, it's a lot of fun, but it's it's a huge game, and I've been playing for uh, 25 hours now, and I have a feeling that I am barely out of the out of oh. the beginning of the game. Oh, God. Uh, I'm level I'm level 13. I, I did a lot of side quests and and everything, and it's fun. There's a huge backstory. Uh, there's a ton of mythology that is 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 awesome to read, but it's so big, and uh, I'm probably going to focus a wee bit more on the main storyline now, just so I can get a bit more ahead in the game. But uh, you do get a uh, bang for your buck uh, with this game. It is uh, the, the, the world you're 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 living in is is great, is beautiful, is dangerous, uh, is fun. Um, the characters, especially the uh, the voice acting, is very well done. 
most of the named characters, all of the named characters, as far as I can tell, have some for some form of voice acting. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoying it quite. Uh, looking forward to finding out what exactly is the deal with me as the as chosen one, which is of course a bit of a cliche, uh, a bit of a cliche story, but it's also fun. I mean, Harry Potter is the chosen one. Uh, Luke Skywalker was the chosen one. It's all chosen one story. So I'm 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 enjoying it. Not uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, going back to Amalur and uh, play more of this uh, of this uh, great story. Nice. So okay. So Thomas was the chosen one with his big hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Oh dear. And that that was Kingdom of Amalur. Uh, is it an RPG correct? Is it? Is it a hack and slash? Yeah, it's a third-person RPG, not isometric. You you see yourself from from behind. Um, it's, so it's not like Diablo, but it's uh, you know you 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 level up, you you assign points, you get better in certain aspects. Uh, you can you can do combination. You can be a very you can be a, a sword fighter that does magic as well. You know, there's uh, quite a lot of freedom in there. Um, and yeah, it's fun. Okay, so you they will probably have found a vaccine for the next virus that we'll have, and you'll still be playing this game then <laughs> in five years' time. I can see that happening, yeah. I can see that happening. You get a lot of game for the money. Uh, well, that's good, I That's guess. something, yeah. Not a bad yeah. thing. Oh, okay, so thank you, Thomas. And now Laura, who's been quiet up until now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going to change now because you played two games, one classic game and one game that was released uh, earlier this year, which I already spoke about. I'm, of course, talking about Beneath and Beyond a Steel Sky. Uh, now, you've, you've played previews of uh, Beyond, at least, and now you find out your hands on the full game. So we're going to hear what you think. Uh, again, people might already know what I think, that I reviewed it myself after I just finished playing it. Um, but I believe you played it without the bugs, which I'm sure yeah. probably, well, well, we'll see what you think. So first of all, for people who, who don't know, or just to recap uh, briefly again, uh, what can you tell us about Beneath the Steel Sky, which was the first game? That's right. Beneath the Steel Sky, I believe uh, that came out in, is it 1994? Something like that, around then. Yeah. I think it, I think it was then. Um, so quite a while ago now, but it is you know it's known as a classic in the genre. It's uh, uh, both of them are by Revolution Studios, who people probably know is also from Broken Sword. Um, and yeah, it's it's a very cool kind of cyberpunk uh, dystopian kind of game. It's uh, the, the idea is you play this guy Robert Foster, um, and you're living in this kind of wasteland. Some, something has happened to a lot of the world. There's been lots of sort of uh, fallout and some kind of apocalypse has happened so there's a big metropolis and then kind of lots of wasteland you're living quite happily in the wasteland but you get abducted by these soldiers and they take you to union city they kill all your sort of friends and people that are around you and um uh, and you were uh, adopted by these people in the wasteland because you're an orphan. So they kill all these nice people that have taken you in. And um, yeah, they, they take you to this place, this big metropolis union city. Uh, but your helicopter crashes uh, and you have to basically try and escape the city and also sort of uncover what's going on. Why did they want you in the first place? And that's kind of the setting of the first one. Um, and it's a 2D kind of pixel game. It's uh, you you play as Robert, but you've also you've got your kind of wisecracking sidekick Joey. He's a robot who gets into lots of scrapes. You're always basically trying to find a new robot to put his motherboard in because the old one gets smashed up many times. And yeah, I mean, I suppose do you want me to? I can. I'll talk about this one first, and then go into Beyond, I guess, because I, that's I I yeah. thought I had never actually played Beneath, and I wanted to play it really? first before yeah yep. oh wow yeah well i oh. would have been about three or four when it came out so yeah i know but it's gonna be unlikely for me to play it then yeah <laughs> i know i know i just never got i have to you never, okay uh, that's fine. I'd, I'd heard of it obviously but i mean i only heard about it in sort of my yeah. 20s and there were other games to play then so it's it's been one i've been but i kind of thought now is the time to play it anyway it made more sense okay. to play it now because yeah, so, it's, uh, so this will be coming out. You, I, I thought this was just a replay, but I'd be, I'd be curious nope, to nope. know now your uh, 
your thoughts from 2020? <laughs> I thought it was great. I still really liked it. I mean, there were some bits that were very classic old retro adventure game and the fact that you can die in it mm -hmm. uh quite easily as well and you so you do have to save there were a few bit i think at the very beginning when i was caught out and i died and i was like stairs. yeah 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 exactly and i was like oh okay no i'm dead oh no i've not saved um so yeah you do have to do that uh i'm trying to think if there's any other bits where i was like oh yeah this is real I suppose, I mean, it's great. Obviously you've got, you've got like a hotspot. Uh, there's no kind of hotspot uh, highlighter. I think I'm right in saying it's, it's basically, is that right? I can't, I can't remember I don't if it does think have so. it. No, I think no, they, I they do appear, they do appear like kind of clearly, but there's yeah. no hotspot. Yeah, they're quite easy to see. But to be fair, I never found that too difficult because there was, uh, I think there were one or two times where there was a little bit of pixel hunting mm. where it was, uh, and that was when I kind of missed things. I was like, oh, okay, fine. It's this tiny little speck. I suppose to put my cursor over. But I think what made it for me was just the characters, the voice acting. I love, there's this guy called uh, Lamb, who is like the factory owner, who's this like Yorkshire, he has this broad Yorkshire accent and, and who has this coat made of beavers. And he's just mad basically. And uh, yeah, I think Revolution have a lot of fun in both games actually with the accents. Mm -hmm. um especially in the first one though i think uh, it, like you don't especially coming from the uk you don't hear a lot of regional accents in games so mm -hmm. like hearing a brummy accent hearing a yorkshire accent was quite fun uh and yeah so i i mean the, the writing was great the puzzles mostly pretty pretty possible to solve they weren't really obscure so i really enjoyed it and i thought the story was great as well um it, you know it does go to quite a dark <laughs> place um but because you you've got sort of great characters it doesn't it never feels too sort of um heavy or anything so yeah i i really and the music's great as well the music's quite good fun um so i i i thought it was, it was i could see why it's a classic so you still enjoyed it 25 years after it was yeah for sure and i think that's, not, yeah. that's the beauty of adventure games because they rely so much mainly on, on the story and writing. Mm -hmm. If you've got that, you know, you can enjoy Especially that. Especially the, the, the pixel ones, yeah. Yeah. I think. It's yeah, one of the, one of the great few today. reasons why I love these old school pixel games, even even the newer ones like Whispers of a Machine, that, that they don't, they age very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I found that I, I, didn't, I didn't play uh, Beneath the Steel Sky either when it came out, even though I was old enough, but I just didn't have access to it. So I played it a couple of years ago when I got it on GOG. Um, I did not finish it. I have to go back and finish oh, it, but I do recall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I just, you know, didn't get around to finishing it. <laughs> so I'll probably have to restart it. Uh, but I do want to it's, do it because it's exactly what I love. It's the kind of story that I love. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it wasn't easy. I, I remember no, that it no, wasn't there, an easy game. There were definitely some bits. Again, it employs this sort of idea of virtual theatre that Beyond does. And so there were some bits you're basically like, oh, that was another thing. There was like sometimes when I was like having to find where Lamb had gone and he's wandering around and you're having to go up floors and down floors. Oh, yeah. And I was a bit like, is this really necessary? This isn't, this isn't adding much to the game for me if I'm like chasing after someone. Like that's not making me think, oh wow, this is a real real life game because people are moving around. It was just annoying because I was like, well, where's he gone? Where is he? And like having to find him. Well, and then sometimes Joey wouldn't come in the elevator with me and then I needed him I, and I'd have yes. to go back down. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Well, so, it, yeah. <laughs> it was worse in their previous game, Lure the Temptress, that you had to find a character, but they would go all around the world. Now it's not a huge huge world but still they go all around so you have to uh, that one i did search. play and finish multiple times yeah uh, i liked it but then you'd have yeah. to wait either wait for them to come uh to uh to meet you and uh, or just try and find them <laughs> but you could be going yeah, around I in mean, circles but yeah i'll say yeah i'll say a controversial thing that i don't think virtual theater is the the greatest of ideas for for, for gaming just because um, i know it gives it the idea of some life but i think people are used to the idea that you know, characters, maybe if they even just move around a little bit in the room, so they're not just stuck to the spot. I do get that. But if you're having to like go up and down floors and <laughs> open rooms to try to find someone, it does, it does get a bit annoying. True. Um, but yeah, and also it's about Beneath, I, overall, I, I loved it. But then at times, and I love the humor overall, but at times I don't think it quite gelled completely. I mean, for example, there is a part in the game where you find dead bodies and at first 
you're shocked and you're really upset. Go, oh my God, I know this person. Yeah. And then you find another dead body right next to that dead body and Foster made a joke that is yeah. like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like you made like a, a pun. I'm just like, oh, really? This is probably not the time. <laughs> I remember that bit, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah, in the, in the locker, oh, which I found. Humor is how some people... Yeah, it just didn't feel, it felt a bit odd, you know, that he was okay. really, sh- and I mean, again, it's, as I said, I love this game, but I think at, yeah. t- at times the humor, it just felt a little bit misplaced at times. But, um, and, and then, do you remember the, the court scene, which was very odd? Yeah, the court scene was really weird, wasn't it? I kind <laughs> it, of enjoyed that. that I, I liked it. it. It kind of felt like from a different game. <laughs> yeah and there's like a little bit like of that with uh beyond as well so it must it must just be their humor yeah, I, I think i don't know well yeah speaking of beyond i mean i thought beyond was a bit more restrained a little bit although it was a bit odd in places but yeah i mean so that that was beneath the steel sky and then 25 years later they went mm-hmm. back and they made a sequel called beyond the steel sky so we um now again we probably say that maybe there might be some spoilers for beneath talking about beyond because it's a sequel it happens after the events of beneath so if you haven't played beneath steel sky go and play it now and then come yeah, back do. And it's, it's really good i mean uh, i can yeah it's available on steam that... now as well and it's free it's yeah, free it's on free so why wouldn't you DLG play it and uh, and steam so it, it, it's about sort of free six hours or so yeah four five six hours depending on how well yeah Probably probably maybe that's the game I should start streaming when I when I try to stream. uh, Yeah, why not? Something. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you try you try to stream beyond beyond, that. (laughs) That that did not go well, I think. No, Uh, I think beneath would be easier. (laughs) So yeah, definitely. And then beyond. So what can you tell us, Laura, about Beyond the Steel Sky? Yeah, so uh, it obviously it carries on from uh, beneath, but quite a few years later, you were again Robert Foster. This time, you you have escaped uh, Union City in the first game, and uh, you are back in the wastelands, what they call the Gap. And whilst you're there, a child is abducted, um, and so you kind of vow to bring them back. It turns out that the trail once again leads you back into Union City. So this time, rather than trying to break out, you're trying to break in. And then discover what's, again, what's been going on. Why are they abducting children from the gap? So that's kind of the basis of it. Um, your pal Joey kind of features, and he, he features a bit later on. And the idea is um, something is, uh, he's he's done something basically with the city and uh, since the last game. And, and you kind of uncover a bit of that. I, I won't give away too much in case people are wanting to play beneath but it's um it's in 3d is the main huge change um from beneath so everything is in 3d so you're Ooh, a, you... are we gonna have a real oh, nice God. discussion about I, 3d I, or not 3d <laughs> I th- why not why not um it's you know you're, it's third person 3d um so you basically you there's still things like inventory and items to pick up but obviously now you can see everyone walking around. They're not just sort of walking side to side. You can you can go in, uh, you can look up, you can see Union City in all its splendor, which is cool. I mean, I have to say in general, I thought the graphics themselves are amazing. There's some really cool bits when you're looking down on the whole of Union City and it looks pretty breathtaking. I think they've done a really good job. Yeah, I pause the that. game at times just to take screenshots. Yeah, yeah. Into the horizon and you can see all the buildings and the... Uh, you know, all the clouds and the sky and I've just look up and then look down as well to the different levels and you can feel that this is, wow, this is a really big city. <laughs> yeah, they, they've added that kind of grandeur to it, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I think so, the, the landscapes look great. I think there's a moment when you, because I played obviously the first part of it quite a lot for the preview, so I was a bit sick of that, to be honest. So I quite <laughs> enjoyed getting out of that bit and when you go up into the actual Union City, into the sort of piazza and it feels so large and uh, sort of clean and huge and all these people milling around it's like a really sort of a uh, great moment um to to enjoy um what would i say uh, about okay again uh, uh, they say that virtual theater is used in this one the idea of virtual theater sorry is that that um the game characters mo- have their own routines and they move around and they de- they're not just stuck to the spot that's the kind of idea and it's introduced by revolution um with i think Laura the temptress that was the first mm-hmm. one that used it um, but they said it was going to be used and beyond. Thankfully, apart from the first section, I don't think it is. I didn't really notice many times where I had to be like 
finding where people are. I think there's a little bit of it that, I mean, one of the most interesting bits about the puzzles are the hacking yes. element. And I think maybe there's a bit of um, a virtual theatre there, but um, you've, you've mentioned in your review, uh, uh, Tricia, that, you know, the hacking is basically one of the main puzzle components and you have this device and it means you can hack into anything, any kind of computer mainframes and basically switch results around. So if you want, if you're not able to get a drink from a vending machine, you can switch it around so that uh, people who can't get drinks will get drinks and that people who are allowed them will get an alarm or things like that. Um, I think they could have used that even more, to be mm. honest. I don't know what you thought. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they used it to quite a lot. Of, it's, I mean, I suppose I don't know if one of It was quite simple, issues. though. I, I, there was yeah. There weren't many times well, where I was like, "Haha, do this and this." I think it was one or two. Yeah, there were one or two times where I thought, "Oh, because there were about three or four different things you need to use in different areas." Yeah, there was um, quite a fun one where you have to swap voices of of um. There's in the museum. There, there are all these yes. different. That one was really good. That was I really enjoyed that. And it, I, to be honest, I just enjoyed swapping the voices and hearing the robot. Yes, yes no, I, I mean, I, I was messing around with the hacking, yeah. not for the puzzles. And there was one to get into a VIP section. I think try and get another person not to be able to get in there. And uh, yeah, that was fun. And then in the museum as well, using the hand um, to try and uh, you know show what he thought of uh, this other person i don't i don't want to give it away no no but yeah that, but basically was, the, yeah. the hacking i think it, there's a few instances where it's quite good fun i just i i would have loved even more of that to be honest because it's a really cool idea that you don't really yeah. it's quite a unique definitely premise. i mean i i liked how and as charles sasset explained in my interview that they're not mini games that they're integrated into the world and into the game itself that yeah it doesn't take you out of the game because other developers might have just added it like mini games you know i don't know if you try and match dots or something just to try and um you know add some variety but here they're able to integrate it completely into the game which i really liked and uh yeah, I, th I thought maybe some people might think that maybe it might be overused a little bit. That, um, but I think yeah. definitely they, it, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I did enjoy it more than the box pushing puzzles in Broken Sword 3. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone would agree there. But no, this I really enjoyed. Those, I mean, cause as you mentioned, the puzzles overall, I don't think were um, that difficult overall. No, um, there wasn't really... No, I, I agree. And I suppose in a way, I agree with the fact that the, the hacking like is overused yeah. in the sense that, that that is the main puzzle. There aren't really, there's one, of, the inventory puzzles, it's kind of difficult to get wrong because I think you're only able to use certain objects yes. if, if they can be correctly used. You can't press use if it's not going to be able to be, you, you know, it's not the kind of typical adventure game thing where you're spamming every item on mm. everything. Um, that was good in a way. And then there's a the hint system. I don't know what you thought yeah. about that. I, I actually quite enjoy, I thought that was a great I, idea and I, I know they've used really that good. before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've used it before in like Broken Sword, I know. And it's a great mm. idea because it's got a cooldown feature as well. So you can't just keep finding hints. It gives you one hint at a time and then you have to wait for another one. So that gives you a bit of time to and maybe it, try and think about the hint. Yeah, and it's in the main menu, so it's not uh, intrusive. It's not in the game as well, so you have to kind of find it. But it's not in the game itself. It doesn't come across on the screen while you're playing. It's in the main menu, so it's not intrusive while you're playing in the game. So I thought it was really well done, the, the yeah, hint system I as agree. well. So, and, um, um, yeah, so I feel uh, great, you know, interesting story overall. Uh, graphics really great. Uh, virtual theatre, thankfully, didn't really exist. Uh, puzzles <laughs> mainly, on the whole, were right, quite cool, unique. Maybe it would be nice to have a bit more variety, perhaps, um, or kind of more, more just uh, sort of intricate parts of the hacking because mainly a lot mm. of the time it was just like oh I just swapped this with this and then that was it um, and and if you did that enough times it would just work so maybe a little bit more there I think my main issue with it actually uh, on the whole with the game sometimes it felt a little bit at times the world felt all the characters felt a little less believable and and partly this is unfortunately 3d a 3d issue um because there were times when things would happen and the characters didn't really seem to be reacting in a way you would uh the, i don't know if that was the animation um there, there were just times for example there was a time where there was a big explosion and there were these two guards and they kind of just sort of looked and then quite a while after then ran off and it was a bit like oh okay like it, it, some some things didn't quite 
I don't know if you found that as well, Joshua, but some things didn't quite... Uh, I don't know. There were just little bits. And I think I felt the same with the writing. There were some t- things that people said where I was like, I-, I don't think people would say that. It just didn't quite feel right to me. There was like little little bits where I was like, I'm not really believing this character. Like, for example, Songbird. Uh, I thought she was quite a weird character. She was the wife, wasn't she? Yes, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the wife. Yeah. I, there was to, little bits where again. I just, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I suppose it's harder as well when you've got bugs to know what yeah. is a bug and what isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, when I, I played there with some bugs, so there was, uh, you know, some weird bugs where Songbird was in the desk, which was kind of nice. weird. But I, I didn't, I don't, I don't remember that. I didn't actually find that. I don't think myself. Maybe I didn't notice, or maybe I, you know, because I remember maybe I was enjoying it that I didn't. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it. I just felt it didn't ring. It didn't feel quite as genuine as maybe beneath where what what the characters the characters Mm -hmm. felt true to themselves. Whereas here, sometimes people were sort of saying things just to kind of be a bit funny or be was like have a weird one liner. And I was like, that was a weird exchange. That was an odd thing to say a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I quite found that. I know some of the characters were a bit kind of maybe odd. I think it was just. I think without giving any spoilers as well, without the whole story that there was kind of like everything was a bit odd and very yeah, like, <laughs> I know, but, here? but so- I, yeah, I agree. I just did the. I mean, the best exchanges are with Joey and Foster. Oh yeah, uh, they're the best bits. Yeah, jo- for Joey sure. once again steals uh, steals the show. You know what? Yeah, and he's great. Fir- his first line, you know, when they're in the in the battery, we know the cleaning droid, and when he says, um, you know what. Hey, what's a droid like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> I just thought that was yeah. the way. And Jenny just continues as well. That's um, he's great. Um, yeah, no, that, I mean that's an interesting perspective. I don't know. I mean, I suppose the whole game, like the humor, like in Beneath the Steel Sky, and I suppose like in Broken Sword series, can be a bit surreal. Mm. That, no, know, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly the humor. It was just the actual. It was the, the animation dial- of the characters and oh, just, animation as well. Yeah, mm, the, yeah. So the uh, yeah. facial expressions. There wasn't the detail wasn't there. So sometimes I something suppose, quite yeah. shocking would happen, and the character would look quite blank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, maybe that's an issue with three D. I think it is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I think it's mainly a little bit. A little bit with the writing. There were some lines that felt a bit off, but there, and then the animation kind of added to that. I think. Right. So yeah. There were just some bits where I was like, "Oh, I don't really, I don't really think anyone would have reacted like that." Um, I, I don't remember that. But I'll have to, you know, play through it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it might, you might yeah. just not have picked up uh, experienced yeah. that. But um, and as I said, you know, you probably had a lot of bugs, so that <laughs> you might not have noticed as much if that was going on. I still really enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely think beneath is sort of the, the the better of the games just in the sense Probably of the story the, yeah. uh and 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 the writing i think beyond you know is very ambitious it certainly um you know that it certainly goes much further in in terms of um you know ambitions and, and what it wants to prove and it mainly manages it there were just a few little bits where um i just felt it was slightly off where whereas with beneath i was kind of with them for the whole journey and i was i was mm. sort of enjoying it for the whole story yeah, that's fair. I mean, I really enjoy Beyond, as anyone who listened to my review or read it knows. Again, I will probably have to play through it again. Uh, when would you would you want to play through it again? I would. Yes, I would. I mean, there's still a lot of other games that I want to play, so I don't yeah, think no, I will. It's, uh, but no, I think I, I would like to experience it again. Although maybe, as you say, you know, going through the first part again. But I, I thought um, that the puzzles were, you know, that there wasn't. You know, because the first part in particular, when you're trying to get into the city, it could have very easily been frustrating, you know, to, you know, to block you from getting in. But I thought they got around that well, that you have to do some favors for other characters and you have to get this thing for this character. And then I thought it introduced the puzzles in the world well, that I thought they managed to get around uh, the, uh, the obstacles of getting you into the city well. And um, yeah, I mean, I suppose with, uh, with the graphics, with the, with the animations, with the expressions, um, I personally didn't have an, an issue with it, but I know maybe some people uh, did. I did. Like me. I know, like you. Um, <laughs> so again, make that what you will. I did like the the scene with uh, Songbird and Alonso, remember, um, using the, the game of charades and how that was incorporated in, as a part of the puzzle. Uh, don't want to give anything away, but I thought it was uh, very both very funny and very kind of tense. And yeah, sure. at the same time that I was both laughing, but also thinking, oh no, don't want, you know, don't know what's going to happen. And 
um, ten minutes. <laughs> so how how long yeah. was one walk? Was one uh, playthrough? It took me about fifteen hours. Let me I see. Think. I can tell you how long it took. Me. No, I really enjoyed. Yep, it well. fifteen hours as well. And. Uh, the game as well, what's, um, you know, the ending you mentioned as well. I know that we had a discussion that maybe some parts we mightn't have got completely. Yeah, there were some little bits. <laughs> I was just thinking, wait a minute, did I miss something here? What's going on? There was a, very slightly, it wasn't a huge um, change, but yeah, a little bit that I I, I kind of missed. And it sounds like you missed as well, Shosha. So yeah, I, mean, I, I don't... don't know whether it's just they just didn't make that clear enough mm. or we missed something or, or maybe it wasn't mentioned. I don't know. I mean, in my case, it's, you know, I always think, okay, maybe I missed it, but I'm also guessing because I know they did a remaster of Beneath the Steel Sky for iOS a few years ago where they added an extra scene at the end that would go into Beyond. So I don't know if they mentioned that at, uh, in that game, in the remaster. Maybe yeah, but you think they'd need to mention it in the full story. That is true. <laughs> if you're playing it, most people are just going to play the normal story. So that would be very true. odd. Um, but I, I did, I did like the ending, and I did like uh, that it was a very, I thought a very clever kind of way that it wasn't a typical ending, shall you say? I thought that with, and again, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I thought that oh, this is kind of making me kind of think as you know, is this really what we think is happening? Is this mm. really mm. Is, this, is this really good? Is this really bad? And who's really to blame here for all of this? And um, I thought, yeah, they kind of hammer it home, but yeah, it's, it, it, but it is good, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, no, I mean, as I said, has anyone listened to my review before knows I really enjoyed it because I was there was a concern thinking after 25 years, Benita is a classic, and I know Revolution mostly have had you made good games, but then they have made one or two games which haven't really got to experience expectations you know you probably could add broken sword 3 and broken sword 4 so i was wondering how are they going to manage this and for me it was a success but barring a few issues that you talked about which i think they probably bothered you a little bit more than me but i do agree that they're it's not perfect but i think overall it was a success that i think they uh they managed it that you know with the expectations that they had the really high expectations and they managed to you know to hit home overall so it was like, I don't, I don't know how they would be able, you know, to play in Ar Apple Arcade. I don't know how you could play this on a mobile. Oh, no, I know, because it is available on Apple Arcade, isn't it? And no, I, I, I can't see how that would work. It's, You'd have to have like a, a Bluetooth mouse, maybe, or something. If yeah. You're, if you're playing on, on an iPad or, or how you can play it on a phone, I really don't know. But um, yeah, no, I agree. I, it's best to play yeah. it on a PC, I think, um, which I did. And, or, I mean, I, uh, you can use, I used a controller, which um, yeah, I me thought too. was quite handy. But yeah, no, overall, I, I did really enjoy it. And I, I thought it, you know, it definitely took the story to, to a sort of great ending. Uh, and it was it was great to revisit. There's lots of things you can revisit from Beneath. Um, but, you know, obviously, if, if you haven't played Beneath, I think you can still enjoy it. But I would suggest you do. Uh, but yeah, it was great to sort of revisit that world, revisit the characters. Um, story, they did a pretty good job with it. Uh, amazing, you know, to see that world in 3D and, and rendered so well. Um, in general, I enjoyed it. Uh, just like I said, one or two slight things where it just felt a little bit off for me. Uh, Beneath is the classic, and I would say this is just a pretty decent adventure game, still still worth playing. Nice, so thank you, Laura. That is Beneath and Beyond the Steel Sky. And um, that's, uh, I think that's, that's it for this week. And, um, well, thank you to the two of you. So next week I will be joined by, oh, I don't know who I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, hopefully. Somebody, I hope. Uh, well, well, we'll see next week who I'm joined by. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's it going to be? Ring uh, in maybe, the, uh, maybe, maybe our patrons will find out first. Yes. Yeah, yes. So if you want yeah. to join us on Patreon, you can. It's patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast uh, no, patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast if you wanted to help out and if you wanted to get these episodes early. And uh, you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't had a review in a long time. So if you do enjoy this podcast, it'd be great if you could let us know and uh, it would really help the podcast as well. And um, we're also on Discord. And Laura, you have a Twitch stream as well where you. Uh, stream usually us playing Among Us and adventure games as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm probably going to stream uh, the new 
demo um in incantatum in incantatum i think that, oh, i think yes. it is called yes. um okay. uh, by cloak and dagger games because uh, that's coming out incantamentum sorry incantamentum i knew i was saying it wrong when is that coming out is that that's coming out this wednesday so is it? uh when i say wednesday 7th of october so probably be out I, by the time you're listening to this but yeah i'm I gonna did, stream that i did not know that oh wow what <laughs> so you'll probably by the time you listen to this i'll have already done that but watch it back yeah twitch.tv forward slash press up yeah um, forward slash well, press up. okay i'll have to you know check that as well so i might be joined by the guy from cloak and dagger games then <laughs> uh yeah sean which you oh right yeah which you might so, know through uh sumatra fate of yandy and uh football game which i've hmm, reviewed, reviewed before previously. as well well i'll be reviewing welcome to elk which i am playing now and um you know be talking more about that and uh, and yeah, Thomas will probably still be playing that very long game. <laughs> or we'll see. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope I get to uh, play some uh, classic, well, regular point and clicks again. I've I've had I've had like this is my fourth twenty plus hour game in a row. Uh -huh. So um, I need I need something else now. I need some. I need to. I need a palate cleanser. You do. Although, yeah. yeah, I also want to play Beyond, and that's also a long game, but it's still an adventure game. It didn't game. feel long. It didn't feel, but yeah. So thank you very much, Thomas and Laura. We will be back in two weeks, and I'll be back next week, um, probably with Cloak and Dagger games, but we'll see. And, uh, and yeah, so until, until next time then. So uh, thank you. So take care, everyone. Please take care out there. It's a rough year for everyone, but please take precautions and take care. Yes, and uh, keep on questing. Thank, Thank you. you. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you